if you work in an office space, you kind of know how people walk and how to identify certain people without even seeing or recognizing them. In our office here at the church, people have a tendency and the office staff want to go find me around the office sometimes because I usually don't office in my office. I office in other people's office and spend more time in other people's offices than I do my own. And so it throws the office staff off a little bit, especially the front desk or our chief of staff, trying to find where I'm at. And so they've mastered this technique in the office that the way they're going to be able to identify where Father Wynn is in the office is they're trying their best to hear my laugh. My laugh apparently is so distinctive that they can hear it in any part of the office. And so people begin to say, oh, Father Wynn's over in this office over here. Today we speak of hearing God's voice. My sheep know me and I know them. Do we really know the voice of God in our life? Have we been able to identify that voice and what draws us to that voice? We spend all our lives here hearing all these noises going about. As you sit here in the church, you begin to hear the screaming and yelling of little kids, the shuffling of people in the pew, people digging through things. So there's so much noise around that it's hard for us to focus and begin to focus our heart towards something. But if I ask you today, how many of us can hear that water, the baptismal font, water running? If you really let the sound stop, you can hear the dripping. But in the midst of everything going on, when the organ is going, the music is going, people moving all about, it's hard to hear that water running from the baptismal font. Our life is very much that. There's so much noise going about and going around in our life. It's so hard to hear, to recognize, and to identify that voice. If we can't identify, if we can't hear that voice, how do we know where we're going? How do we know our purpose in life and what we're supposed to do? Because we hear from our first reading that we are given a specific mission. And today, Peter's mission was to go out into the public square preaching the gospel, challenging people to repent and to be baptized. Each and every one of us has a specific call. Each and every one of us has a specific mission. That mission is given to us and given to us to live out by the call of Jesus. But how are we able to identify and find that call within our noisiness of life is the challenge and difficulty. It first begins in prayer to be able to center oneself, to enter into a dialogue and conversation with God, to even know how he sounds like, to be able to recognize or even know what his voice is in conversation with anyone. We begin to learn something about the other. When someone speaks, we listen. When we talk, that other person listens. And so in that conversation, we begin to become aware of likes, dislikes, commonalities that come from it. 
And so in our conversation in prayer, we begin to understand, see, and recognize where God is calling us, where we, bring, where we are being challenged, pushed, pushed out of our comfort zone into a place in which we feel very uncomfortable. But how do we begin to zone in to that noise and focus on his voice? Just like the water of the baptismal font, once we become aware of it, we have to be able to differentiate and distinguish that voice in the midst of our lives. How do we begin to hear God's voice ever clear is a challenge. Because every day we have to work ourselves to hear and focus on that voice and that voice alone. One of the great analogies I used to use, which may or may not be applicable to most people here, is a radio. You're getting, you, you, in a radio, you have a tuner where you dial in the frequency to make sure you can hear your favorite station. And in dialing that frequency, it gets you to a narrower and narrower signal. Once you hit it perfectly, the sound from the other channel comes through the radio very crisp and clear. But how do we dial our lives into hearing his voice? It begins with prayer, but constant repetitive prayer. It's not a one and done. If you spend your life in a relationship, you know it takes time to constantly tune yourself to that voice. So the more that we spend time in prayer, the more we begin to recognize that voice. The more that we're able to differentiate that in the midst of all the noise, and the more it becomes easier to find that channel, to tune ourselves to that frequency. Okay, so we hear God's voice, we know of God's voice. Why does that matter to you and I? What is that supposed to do? We hear his voice. His voice then leads us to mission. Today with the Universal Church, we specifically celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday. In particular, we remember and pray for priest, bishop, and our Holy Father. But also in that, to also pray, support, and foster vocation. Vocation, the word vocare, is to hear God's call, to understand where he's calling us and where he's leading us to. But just like any call, we all have a phone in our pocket. When we look at the phone and it's ringing, if it's not something that we're familiar with, we hang up. We don't answer. We let it go to voicemail. That call comes in from God not as a big billboard pointing and saying, this is what I want you to do with this big flashing light. But what he calls us is from the inner peace of our heart, bringing about joy, peace, consolation. He tells us within our hearts where we're called to be, what we're meant to do in life. The vocation that we're given is what's going to bring us the most fulfillment, the most joy in life. But the challenge and difficulty is when we talk about vocations, we don't really want to answer or respond to that call. We feel uncomfortable by that call. Because if I ask my young people here today, how many of you are confident enough to raise your hand right now and say you're going to become a priest or a religious? Raise your hand. 
No one. Because the call and what God gives us is counter to what the world teaches. It's counter to how we want to live our lives, and it's counter so badly that we don't want it for ourselves. When we talk about vocation, 90% of people would say, I want to get married and have kids. I can tell you I have the same desire and wants for my own life. And some days it's even a question whether or not I want to continue to become a priest, or be a priest for that matter. In, within ourselves, that call gives us purpose and mission. But what we forget is our heart is meant for love, for companionship, because we were created for love, to be loved, and out of love. So the easiest thing in discerning a vocation and not even hearing God's call is to say, I want to get married. It's easier. Look, look around in the church. How many married couples do we see around us versus how many priests or religious do we see around us? There's more religious, there's more married people than there are religious or priests among us. To hear God's call requires us to focus and act on it. But that acting on it requires a sacrifice. We hear in our second reading today about the challenge of answering that call. It's to give up one's life, to make a sacrifice, to love something beyond ourselves, and giving ourselves over to something more, to something that we're called to, to the purpose we were created for from the beginning. But it's not cool. Being a priest or a religious isn't cool to everyone. Being a priest and religious is not the greatest thing in the world because you don't have money. I'm not driving this nice Ferrari. I'm not living in this papal mansion or this palace. I'm living a life of poverty. I'm living a life of simplicity. That's not cool. I can't have the next latest and greatest iPhone. I can't just go off and buy this nice Rolex watch and wear it. That's not cool to the world around us. That's not cool to live that way. But at the end of the day, where are we being called? What are we being called to do? What is the voice that is loud and crying out within ourselves? I can guarantee you it is not that of the world. It's that inner voice that Jesus is calling within us, crying out within our own hearts for us to begin to follow him. And we follow him in a very particular and specific call. So if we're going to find out what that call is, we must first listen. To even put it in a real life example, as children, recall when your parents tell you to do something. Is it easier for you to just listen to them and do what they ask or to sit there and fight them and disrespect them and not listen to them and do it when you want to. I can guarantee you, even for me, it was so much easier to listen to them. Did I want the easy route? No. I was going to fight my parents tooth and nail. That's in our own life. 
So within our own spiritual life, it's going to be easier for us to fight God and do what we want. But each and every one of us today are being reminded that we have a specific call. We're called in a very specific way by name, by Jesus himself. And that path we are called is going to lead us to that pasture, that green pasture of heaven. How we get there is our choice. Whether or not we choose to listen to God, whether or not we even know who God is and can distinguish his voice in the midst of this noise that we have in our world, it's up to us. If we want to fight him, we can fight him all till the end and we will never be fully happy. Or we can give ourselves over to him and completely give of ourselves and live out the life we're meant to be. So as I wrap up, I would like to share with you my own vocation story to help illustrate all of this. I began my call at the age of seven, sitting at my home parish at Christ the King on Easter Vigil, looking down at the priest asking why I wanted to be like him. Why was I so drawn to who he is? I told myself I wanted to be exactly like him. As I grew up, I never understood what that call meant. But it was something within myself that was still stirring, was still burning within myself. And as I got older and began to spend more time in prayer with my family, I began to recognize and understand and hear God's voice more clearly. And so it began to make sense to me. The more that I prayed, the more that I brought that question up, I began to find out who that priest was, why I was drawn to him. And so as I began to find out, it was this passage that rang true. He was very much the good shepherd. He modeled his priesthood after Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. He cared for his flock individually. He knew each by name. He grew in love with them and drive and strive to bring each member of his community to God and get them to heaven. That's what was drawing me to him, which I never understood or understood why. As I grew older, got into middle school and high school, I said, forget about priesthood. It's so much easier to say, I'm going to get married. I want to have kids. And so most of you may know, as I grew up, one of my cousins asked me, how many kids did you want? Or do you want for that matter? I told her straight out without a hesitation, I wanted 50 kids. I was so excited and so happy and so proud of that answer. The calling, the stirring was still within my heart. The invitation was still there, never extinguished itself. And through prayer, I began to still understand more often where God was calling me to be. But like any child, it was easier to fight back to your parents and not listen to them than actually do what God wanted me to do. But yet, I kept finding myself coming back in prayer, asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be? And it got to the point where I planned my life out to the T and said, Lord, I just need you to sign on this dotted line. 
and agree that everything I've stated here will be exactly what you want for me. But it never seemed to be the case. And as I got through high school, continued to date, continued to discern that marriage was my vocation, period. I didn't give priesthood a chance, a choice within my life. And so as I continued through high school, I spent more and more time in adoration because my life felt like it was on a timeline. If I didn't get my life figured out today, I was going to be a failure. If I wasn't going to find out where I'm going to college, what I'm going to do with my life, I'm going to be a failure. So I kept coming to the Lord, asking him, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? And guess what he kept saying to me loud and clear? I want you to be a priest. But what did I choose to hear? I want to get married and have kids. And it was finally junior, or summer of my, or Christmas of my junior year where I got a spiritual two-by-four upside the head and said, stop fighting me. Because at that point, I sent an email out to the vocation director of the Diocese of Fort Worth. And as soon as I hit the send button, there was a sense of joy, of relief, of consolation, of peace within my own life where it truly proved to me that this is where the Lord is calling me. And so every day from then on, there has been trials, there have been tribulation, there's been moments of stretching, of being uncomfortable, being frustrated with God. But at the end of it, following his voice has led me to places to do things, to encounter people that brought so much peace, so much joy, so much comfort that I today standing in front of you know exactly where God is calling me to be. And I can hear his voice clearly within my life and know where he's pushing and challenging me to become better, to become more, more full and to listen to him more clearly. It is possible. The challenge is let us give ourselves over to his call let us find his voice and to do what we're meant to be, to meant to do, so that we can live out a life of peace, of joy, of happiness, the way God has called each and every one of us. Amen.